This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 118 of Celtic Rooms TV, the Balls and Bobbit podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. You can check all of the links to the podcast in the description below, including our form page to the podcast www.celticlumens.co.uk. Uh, on tonight's show, we will have a match reaction of today's game against St. Mary. I look back at the League Cup final uh, because we were unavailable last week. Uh, we we will talk about Ange's recent comments saying he's here to, here to stay, and we look ahead to Wednesday's Scottish Cup game. Uh, sorry, Scottish game against uh, Hearts. And possibly do I hand off to Mark Ruff for a few shout-outs? Well, thanks very much, Paul. A few shout-outs to some of the lads off the forum. Uh, old Tim Alloy, uh, Rich and his family. Big shout-out to them this week. I'll speak to you offline about that, Paul, later on. But mm-hmm. uh, Mikey, Mikey as well. That's another, I think it's only two weeks to be many Mike's due this as well. So a big shout-out to Mikey and Mrs. Mikey. Good luck with all that that's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glasgow Green... Uh, I'm running out of names off the top of my head, Paul. Just all the lads off the forum. He's known who you are. Lads, in the, I saw you on the forum there. I know Eddie. Now I know who you're. Kid, I'll be sticking my head. I can't believe that you done that. Did you see what you done, Paul? He's on saying. He's on. He's on saying. Oh, there's no sound. Where's the sound in that? He thought it was. He knew we were starting at half six, but he thought it was seven o'clock. <laughs> so Eddie, you're here. You're here for the start. Thanks very much as always, Bobby as well. Thanks very much, Bobby, for everything. But Brian, evening, Brian. Nice to see you. Uh, hi, that's it, Paul. Just let's go on with it, bud. Celtic travelled to St Mirren Park today in Paisley. Uh, the final score was Celtic five, St Mirren one. Uh, goals for St Mirren was O'Hara, Penty, Yasa, Janssen, Mejida. Uh, Abada, sorry, Abada, uh, O'Reilly and O uh, with a penalty. And started his, I suppose you, we can say this is his favourite starting lineup with Hart, Johnston, Vickers, Starfield, Taylor, McGregor, Hayashi, Moy, Yasa, Mead and Kyogo. And uh, the stats for the game were St. Mirren, oh, uh, 17%, the Celtics 83%, they had one shot and goal, which was the penalty. The, the Celtics 18, they had one in target. The, the Celtics uh, seven, eight, eight, yeah, eight. Uh, passes 165 to Celtics 780 and there was one red card in the game. Would well, you think this is Ange's favourite starting lineup, and Mark? Like, because going by the live chat today, and I, I kind of agree with like it was such a, a thin pitch. Like, was it the right game for me either? Like we were saying, like. Ange kind of picks his lineup on the particular games, but no, I don't think he does that anymore. Uh, sp- I mean, we've spoke about it before. For me, we could pick that. We could pick, pick the starting. We could pick ten players that are going to start. 
and the only one that's going to be a change is maybe Moy for O'Reilly. If everybody mm-hmm. else is fit, you can just pick their Mikey. And even in Mikey, bud, if you want to come on, Mikey, give a shout and I'll send you the link, mate. Uh, I think that's that's just going to be like the first first choice 10 the now. Do you know what I mean, Paul? Mm-hmm. Plus either Moy or O'Reilly. Moy's playing well the now. O'Reilly's been, well, hopefully that's him coming out at now. Mm-hmm. That goal, surely, surely that will give me his confidence back as well. Uh, but it seems it does. It kind of picks itself. It really does. But again, Paul, you've got to question some of it. I mean, you in that first half was ganting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely brutal. So it was. Uh, and I, I mean, when he scored, it gave him a wee bit of a G up, but he still wasn't, wasn't the greatest. And that, for me, that's it's becoming a bit of a common thing with you, Paul. He's definitely, I'm not saying there's anything wrong, I'm not saying anything that way, but I think he's maybe having a wee, a wee long for him as well, you know, because just some of the games I've watched him recently, I just don't think he's, he's just quite as effective, as dynamic as, he's be, as he, we know that he can be for us. Mm-hmm. He seems to be, for, for, what kind of bothering me tomorrow, Mark, about, kind of, about what we are saying, is he's trying these tricks. Instead of playing the simple time, we spoke numerous of times, and that's what's kind of bugging me about Yash at the moment. Like, and it's all right, doing all these wee fancy tricks and turns and stuff like that. When if we were, were winning five one, but nothing was chasing chasing the game. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, he's a young player. We spoke about it before. It was one of the main like negatives he's signing them the, 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 the scouts and that will not question his kind of decision making so, I mean there's no doubt his ability just needs to he just needs to keep working on that decision making and get the ball maybe away from his feet a lot quicker to one of his teammates mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I we'll have to start there because it was the first goal was was uh, the Taylor handball what's, what's your thoughts on that? Well it just for me it wasn't a penalty Paul he could, there was mm-hmm. nothing at all he could do with that, but we, we knew it was going to get, get given. But the thing is, Paul, the referee's standing straight there, clear as anything view for it, and, and he didn't have any problem with it. But it was VAR that pulled it back. That shouldn't have, that's no what VAR's there for Dane. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's VAR, so basically VAR made that decision for the referee. The referee, because we've said that we've said on numerous occasions what VAR should be is for the referee to go and have a look at it again to see if he's missed anything. Not for somebody, or, or, for them to draw attention to something he's missed, but he didn't miss anything there, Paul. Because no. he, was staring, he was staring right at it. For, it was, you're lucky if he was 10 yards away. Like, there's, no, there's no consistency, Mark, like, when you look at the penalties that they got away with. Uh, with, no. with, with goose and handballs, do, do you know what I mean? And like, how far was Taylor away from the ball? As well, has to come into question. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was the the ball was kind of put up to to his hand more than uh, more than anything. Ball, 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 hand than hand to ball. That was kind of the old kind of mm-hmm. way that they looked at it. But like, it was not just it was just another controversial, stupid decision, Paul. That did mm-hmm. really shouldn't have needed to be made because the referee had already made up his mind he was there he was watching it staring straight at it and he said it wasn't a penalty mm-hmm. and then again you've got the time waster they're all stoning there while Varro talk about it and then they decide the referees to go then the referee decides to come out and have a look at it just a waste of time between 
That the ref's just standing there in the middle of the park, Paul, with just, just standing there doing nothing while VAR's checking that and checking that, and then they'll say, all right, you better come over and have a look at that. If they think mm-hmm. there's any wrong way, it should bear their right away. Mm-hmm. And let's move on to the other uh, decision where we were on, uh, the referees, it, it was the, the, the Kyogo run. Uh, it was ruled a penalty first, but then VAR again ruled it outside the box. But when you look at the replays, Mark, the contact was made when Kyogo was actually on the line. So, uh, is yeah, that not a rule know. anymore? Is, is that not I, a rule anymore? But it seems to be, you know, I heard them talking about when the, when the foul sequence ended or some rubbish like that, Paul. That's the kind of part that they're coming out with. So, it doesn't matter when the initial foul started, it's where the foul finished. So, gone with that, if that's the reason you can get fouled outside the box and roll and you get a penalty for it. Well then, if that's the rules, man, the uh, rules are just, talking in the box, do you know what I mean? I don't, but, that's, I, but that's the thing, the rules are that crazy. I, I defy, honestly, it's, they, we're all, it's not as if we're all young kids here, we're all meet, well, you're young men, I'm, we're always in a bit more middle age, but half of us probably don't know the actual rules of fit by any mere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they've chopped and changed them that much, and all these stupid all that stupid carry on that they're doing with VAR and you can be half an inch of a fit about after I've looked at it for every possible angle stuff like that it's an absolute nonsense and fair play Andy Walker had a bit of a rant on it today about how it's not getting used right and that's the way it should be Paul it should be in court out whether it's right we see keep saying that I know whether it's against us or for us yeah, you know what I actually he kind of changed his tune today Mark when he wasn't live on the commentary to when he was in the studio, do you get me? You know? Oh, that, I never... Uh, was it Andy Walker on the I commentary think, as well? No, I... he, he was in the box. He, he was in the commentary, thought. I think it was someone else in the commentary today. Was it? He was actually in the the, the, the studio box with uh, Chris Boyd. Aye, so he, aye. He, he, well, that was yeah. where I seen him. That's where I seen him kind of saying yeah. it's getting implemented, right? Even in Mikey, bud. All right, could you hear us all right, yeah? Yeah, aye, yeah. we're just talking aye. about the, 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 the Kyogo... Uh, instant Mike, just your thoughts on that? Like, I just don't know the rules of the game at the moment, like, you know what I mean? Well, after today's game, like you say, is, is it, I don't think anybody seems to know the rules like that. No, I mean, like, mm-hmm. it, it just annoys me the, the double standards with Scottish football and the decisions, and I mean, it happens to other clubs as well, but it seems to be happening more or less, like, like you say, with the penalty in the first half. Was it a penalty? Oh, yeah, fine, if it was a penalty, but that's a handball rule. But then what happened at Hearts in that uh, the start of the season? When See, the boy really caught it in the box? That's the one I always, always go back to, Mikey, that one with the Hearts, against Hearts. And then, like it says, where the, like, yes, Kyogo going into the box. They got they got a penalty two weeks ago or something that's part of the Thistle, which was exactly the same. Yeah, and yeah. They got, and, they got, and they got the penalty for it. Exactly. It was Tillman, wasn't it? was Tillman, wasn't it? Yeah, Tillman, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's what's annoying me just now with uh, this whole VAR and Andy Walker hitting the nail on the head. And I'm not particularly keen on Andy Walker, but in this, when he was in the studio and when he said that VAR implemented wrong up here, and he's right. No, I mean, they go out the way to try and find a problem with every single goal. That's not how VAR's meant to be here. No, I've, and I've said that if it came in, Mikey. It's just not been the way, it's just not been run right. VAR was meant to be implemented for offsides, blatant offsides, and black and white decisions that the referees missed. No nitpicking at small fine details. 
And that's what it seems to be, didn't it? It seems to be, as, as you said there, it's as if the, it's right, that's, that's a goal. Let's see if we can see anything to chop it off with. Whether mm. the like, the, what I'm saying with that, with the uh, with St. Mary's penalty there, Mikey, the ref is still staying right at it. So he'd I mean, seen uh, it, he knew, he knew about that, he knew exactly what had happened there and decided it wasn't a penalty. And, but VAR's decided to stick his hooter into it. Well, like you say, we've seen VAR earlier in the season that when we got a penalty when we played Ross County when it scraped O'Reilly's elbow penalty and then uh, a penalty when we played Dundee United at Parkhead as well when it hit Bernard by when he had his back turned and it uh, hit him back his arm on his elbow. Uh, that so, was another one. He came down. See, that, the Hearts one and that Bernard one, that's the one. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to them for years. I will, I really will because the Hearts one then, especially was just... And then people will say that, oh well, the games that all the incidents happened. Well, we won the game. That's still that's not the point. <laughs> no, I mean there's no point. Eventually, it will have an impact on a game. Right. And and I'm and I'm still surprised to this day that Celtic have not really came out and said some form. Of, and I'm not a fan of clubs making statements willy nilly, but surely something needs to be brought up. Well, they're kind of putting this kind of to other pets in the media and stuff like that, Celtic speaking to the SFA and that about it behind the scenes. But that's, the fans don't want to hear wee rumours that Celtic's raised concerns behind the scenes and stuff like that. And, and, other, like, and again, but but it's, 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 it's other teams as well, but Mikey, that's the thing about it. Yeah, Maybe they, 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 all these other teams, yeah. I, can't, I, was, I can't even mean to his blog it was, I was reading earlier on, it might have been that James Forrest and he was talking about it. These other clubs just are quite, just quite hard to go. What's the point of moaning about it? They'd have beat us anyway, as if it's that, that kind of attitude. So, like when you're talking about, like, their Partick Thistle the other week with the penalties you're talking about, ah, well, they'd have beat us anyway, so what's the point of moaning about it? That seems mm-hmm. to be the kind of attitude for these other for the other teams, didn't it? It was just annoyed me because we talked about it earlier when I phoned you regarding, like, the, even the time I'd have done. We just went, like, you says, we'll watch the World Cup. What all exactly. the time wasted. There's only all four the minutes in with you half time, yeah. yeah. And you're getting yeah. like 10, sometimes 14 minutes added on. Because that was how long the ball was out of play. And like even the day, four minutes added in, there was at least seven minutes mm-hmm. between VAR and time yeah. wasting in the first half. And he had to make matters worse. He blew it early. Before the four minutes. Aye, I, I noticed that. I noticed that as well. But I've said to you, Mickey, that's, that, that World Cup thing, that was a FIFA director. Yeah. The UEFA came out and said that they weren't, for now, they weren't looking to use that, that, that method or that. But as I said to you as well, it's, there's got to be, a, I mean, some of the stuff in the World Cup was ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm, we're not wanting to end up like American football where it's stops every second's kind of counted to make sure we play a full 45 minutes. But there's got to be a happy medium. Look, you, you were talking about it. Look at the time wasting for that goalkeeper today. No ball boys uh, appeared, Mark Till's statement. Yeah, that, that, that's what, that's oh, what I, yeah. said, I, said, I said that to Mark earlier. I, like, I mean, and people can say it's petty, but surely there's got to be some form of rule regarding that. I, I mean, surely ball, boys is, surely ball boys is like customary at a game, no? I'd have thought so. You'd have thought it'd be part of the match day. Arrangements into it as such. Or surely, if that's the case, then if there's no ball boys, then there's no ball boys for the full game. And no, just when you go behind, Aye. you can't fucking choose when you bring them out. Like, there's no toys. Eh? <laughs> and there, but there again, Bob, what Bobby said he said that earlier on in the day. What if we'd scored before their penalty award? 
Yeah, well, Rangers will be, will be goalie, would they? Exactly, yeah. That's, 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 that's happened before in other countries. Is that they're how just, that works, Mikey? I yeah, they, just pull, they just pull the plug on the goal, yeah. Because they just oh. go back because that's... You go, go back, back, yeah. Yeah. When they fancy that happening in a Celtic, do you know what I mean? They're one of our big games. Mm-hmm. But I know mm-hmm. how it was like, well, again, it seems like you pay things and that, and it's just regarding that kit. Everybody says that kit is like a bad kit or what. I actually think it's quite smart, but that's just my personal opinion. But how could Celtic know what they doing right the day with their black kit? Like, how could Celtic know what they home top the day and they had their awake on? That head on, like, what, what, how, how is that not how is that not a possible? But, thing? but even how even how does this in modern away strip clash with your home strip? The lines yeah, are yeah. totally different colours and going in different directions. Mm-hmm. So I, I found it strange that it was the that stepped in to tell us what we are wearing. Ah, it was the referees under the yeah. referees' guidance or something. Yeah. I, I, I find that all very strange as well. I, 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 I just thought we'll find we'll just base where we're home talks. They're totally different from each other. There's so are their shorts no black as well. See even at that, St. Martin's so, uh, shorts are black and yours are white. Mm. I've not I've, I mean I've seen your trainer collection that make you so I can understand why you like that tote, but it's not <laughs> for me, bud. <laughs> yeah. I, like say, it's just, I think it was a bit different. Like it's, it's not the colour of that that puts me off it or that. It's just the general. I don't understand. I'm no fan of like third and kits and sometimes people what fourth kits and that. Like in my opinion, you see they're home and away, and I just don't understand how the home kit can be worn the day. And surely St. Myrna and that petty that they could just wear the black kit. You know I mean? It's a kit. You know what I mean? It's, it's just to stop a colour clash at the end of the day. It's no trying to get one over on somebody. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just a kit. Ah, uh, it's weird. It's weird that even there's something that's been an issue here. Mm-hmm. It just says mm-hmm. it's just nit nitpicking at stuff that we're maybe we're. Do you know what I mean? Stupid things. You know, what if it's an says, Well, I think we know each other. Or I think we can recognise each other anyway. But he's not a fan of that the kind of thing. But it's Mikey says. Yeah. Sort of, it didn't need to become an issue. You wear that, and we'll wear that, and that's. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I, I do agree with you on the two strips every season, Mikey, because it's just money making rackets now. Well, it's just the same. There's like, a fourth one coming out now, was there? I meant to be. No, no, yeah, there's like rumours of fourth, and but I, I wouldn't like I said, and thought well, I'll soon find out because I've got obviously a, a baby due in the next few weeks. But like, it must be a nightmare for people that have got oh. big families and young kids and that out there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, because like see, even kids, like I bought a wee baby kit the other day, and it was like forty odd quid or something for like a baby. Like, so God, <laughs> good luck to guys that have got like. Two, three, four kids in that when they've got all uh, they buy like a. <laughs> I guess they're not yeah. cheap either, aren't they? No, no, they're not. So no, so they're like eighty quid in that either. Uh, so. I mean, I've not bought any of the last couple of Celtic ones. Be simple as I said, I, I, I don't get wearing collar t-shirts in that. Just even if mm. it was Sunday splitting the trees and I was going to a game, I wouldn't go to a Celtic game with a run collar top on. Another day, I saw I always wear like a polo shirt, even a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Just I think my neck I just think my neck's dead big for some weird strange reason. And that's how I think that's fourth one, that fourth one that I saw the other day, I'll be right over that. I'll be wearing that for I'll be like a moth eating rag by the time I'm done with that and the fashion keeps going the way it is. It was an interesting game today, so like and I also I seem to pick on everything that goes on in the game and that and I thought it was interesting when they were one nothing up before they went down to ten men and that and the left back something small or something was um going up to Celtic players' faces and shushing them and, like, 
basically laughing in their face and that along with like that the captain, I can't remember what the captain's name is that scored against the uh he scored O'Hara is this? No O'Hara, yeah. yeah. And they're going around and laughing and shooting and that and Celtic for this and obviously Celtic went three, four up. I, I thought Celtic were too too nice today. Ken, like they think she like if Scott Brown and that was there back in the day, that would never have went under the radar like it. <laughs> did the, but see the first boy you were talking to me about did Tino get subbed just quite yeah, he got subbed off before it got aye, really bad yeah aye but you could see in his face I recognised the name on his shirt and you could tell he was bailing when he was getting off so it must have yeah. aye well it's just like, like I said to you earlier Mark it's just funny clubs like St Mirren and that and obviously they're in an alright season and that they're not a bread club and that but and obviously they're a bit early in the season and they raised their game for one half of the but it's just funny how they can raise themselves for that one game eh? No, I mean, it'd be, I guess, you, they're actually they played like that last season. Maybe he has a chance for challenging for the Liga. Do you think, though, like, maybe something that like, would have gone into the players' heads that they didn't score at uh, St. Mary's Park this season? I think it was the, is it 250 minutes, they were saying, before Celtic scored. Uh, that that was the how many minutes. Do you think that maybe played in their, their heads going into that game? Definitely something, because, uh, like, I kind of would bet them, was it no fair one? A few weeks ago, mm-hmm. like if anybody actually watched that game or was at it, that wasn't a fair one game. And that was, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was tight on what I looked at, and like even the obviously they went to ten men, and once you went two or well, three up in a barrier squad, it's curtains. But that that Robinson, I can't stand him. Like you <sighs> see, he's always had a thing with Celtic, even his Motherwell manager, eh? the way he goes about his business. Eh? But he's, got, he's definitely got the players dialed in for that game, like, yeah. But it's just a shame that we soon, never seem to... Soon as tried to sign him, when he was at Rangers, yeah. aye, yeah. there's stories out of him and waxing lyrical about, uh, waxing lyrical about staying with McCoy's mum and stuff like this, and he offered his brother-in-law's Ibrook season tickets if they would get him to sign and all this kind of part or not. So you're quite yeah. right to hate the cunt, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I just Eddie put. I mean, Eddie. I seen Eddie's just like the VAR discussion and that. But based on what I've heard and read, it's only a matter of a, a season or two Aye. that comes into Scottish football that you'll actually hear the VAR calls and they'll actually give you a, a breakdown of what what like why they've given a certain decision over another decision. So it's only a matter of time anyway before. Aye, they tried it at that World Club Championship. Uh, what? Yeah. Aye, uh, uh, so that's what, the yeah. thing. In terms, you know, Teddy, we've just spoke to Terms, he's been talking about it in the rugby and that for ages, about how good how how good it is in there, and that's what should be going on, do you know what I mean? Well, they can't, like, it's all right for, like, even even when I'm sitting at him the day watching the game, it's a nightmare watching it with the VAR, because you don't care what's going on. So it must be even worse for the fans, because they've got to let, they, 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 it's worse for them, like, they don't care what's going on at all. You know what how I mean? Do you, like, how do you get players feel? Yeah, it must be, because you, like, when you score goals and that, eh? Celebrate yeah. a goal runner, yeah, and then get caught, caught off, and you just look like a pure idiot for running about daft, isn't it? Well, it's just a downer, mm-hmm. is it? It's totally like, it's just like you say, you're, you're like uncloud nine, and then all of a sudden it's like it's rescinded, it's like, it's, it's a change of emotions, like it's totally, Aye. it's no something that players have dealt with ever in previous, you know what I mean? It's all new. But, evening, you, Deef, mate, thanks very much for coming in. Nice to see you again, bud. Well, it's when they bring in there. There's a dude, you've seen Burns, F.O.R. against Sevco. What you're saying, Mikey, where is it every other week and stuff like that? 
And how many days we, we, I'm fed up. I'm fed up in picking up the paper and listening to managers that are just about to play the game are just after playing them and they're bumming them up. Do you get? What I mean, they're only ah, Rangers. They're a good team. They're they're a, they're a good team. And the decisions go against them. And McInnes, oh, that's just the way things happen. Stuff like that. Whereas if it was against us, he'd be there with his angry face in that one.
I mean, we were just yeah. saying a fully come on, Mikey. There's no questioning that he's got the ability. It's just yeah. he needs to he needs to make his, get his decision making mere on point and get the ball away from his feet a lot quicker. How often does he really hit the byline? Do you think you're during a game? Rarely, Mark. Very, very yeah, rarely. Cut them, yeah. Aye, and you're, yeah, you're looking for them to mix it up a bit and show that the defender is going to For a player of his skill set, Mark, he should have no problem going down that byline. You know, no. Well, he, 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 I can't even think. I don't know. Eighteen goals, eighteen assists. He should have that. Mhm. No, I mean that, 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 that's numbers he should have. If you don't like numbers less than that, then that's poor. Is that, is but, that when, he, when he came in? Ah, uh, eighteen goals, yeah, and eighteen assists. Yeah, I have seen Bobby's put up eighteen, eighteen. Aye. Just like what well, this season, last season, together, whatever. But that's what he, he should be getting. Aye, uh, like Celtic winger <laughs> should be getting the numbers. I mean, look at Celtic. Look at how much possession and like the the play that they have. I mean, it must be if you're attacking player at Celtic just now, coming up against a team you're coming up against, it, sh- it should be pretty No, I mean, look at the players they've got on the bench. Celtic to go on, like you said, a Bada, a Riley, oh, <laughs> and then obviously starting with Jota, Maeda, Kyogo. Celtic should be pumping teams. Aye. Mm-hmm. So I, the numbers are good, but I know people keep moaning at me. Oh, are you going to are you going to have another wee pop at Kyogo? I don't have pops at Kyogo. All I see is Kyogo should be scoring more goals. And your own eyes with the amount of sitters he missed tells you that because he shouldn't be missing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, I mean, there's the day. That I, I mean, I can't even can I can't even remember if Kyogo get mentioned during the game today. He, they, I think he had. Three touches back in the first half, I think. And then again, but that's back down, Paul. They're putting crosses into the box. Exactly. And Martin's sitting there with a five-man defence and a three-man, three-man central defensive midfield. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they're punting in crosses to a wee five-foot, seven-five-foot Kyogo. So that's never going to work for Celtic. And he's not mm-hmm. great in the air. He scored a couple of headers, didn't get it wrong, but he's not great in the air like that. I think he's mere if he's got a bad. If there's, if there's nobody about him challenging him with that, Mikey, you're expecting him to hit the target we seed. But if there's somebody, if there's somebody next to him putting in a challenge, he's not getting close to it, really, ain't he? No, mm-hmm. it's just no part. It's just no part of his game, which is fair enough. So you don't play to that part mm-hmm. of anybody's game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also the other bonus of Celtic as well at the back, the Carter Vickers and Starfelt and that. Like and, I, and everybody talks about Carter Vickers, and I'm not saying he is a good defender. He's a top defender. But it annoys me that nobody gives Carl Starfelt the plaudits he deserves either. Eh? He has got a taking moment that Starfelt, it just annoys me that he doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. Eh? No, I mean, it's, 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 you're not allowed to do you know what I mean? I said people spent that long giving him dogs abuse, or absolutely nothing, really. Mark, I, I, I've said a few gnomes of times that this pairing between Vickers and Starfelt is the best pairing that Celtic had in a very, very long time. We never had a pair like this in no. a very long time. You know, there was always Starfelt, one good defender, but not two good defensive centre backs. You know. And again, Starfelt obviously has he's like he's he's odd, perfect with the back and that, but that's not his game. I'm just telling him to play like that. So that if that's not his game, pass night for the back, then he's going to have the odd maybe scare and that. But he's overall defending. Like he's a top defender, that guy. Like yeah, and you just need to. I just like again. Carter Vickers, don't get me wrong, top, top player like eh? But they're a pair. There's not just one, eh? Aye. No, I mean... It would take a lot of... See, like if, 
I mean, one of the reasons, I spoke, spoke to people down in England about Carter Vickers and that, and they said one of the things that a lot of the burn they keep would see is because he's lack of height. Just that was, just, that, you know what I mean? He's no big, he's no got the height to play as a centre-back. And I think that it's they two have just became like a perfect kind of dovetail. Do you get what I mean? They just suit mm. each other perfectly. That it just suits. And I, if either one of them go, I think they'll struggle to find maybe another partnership quite as... Do you know what I mean with that kind of understanding? Mm-hmm. Of, uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully we see the Kobe Ashe a bit more. Like he says, when the when the crap, I think Celtic will win the league. I think they'll Arsenal will collapse and they'll crumble, and I think Celtic will win the league by sixteen, seventeen points. So it'd be good to throw the, like these kind of guys in. I want to see a water a bit more as well. Like he says, he's. I think I personally think that Starfelt will be away in the summer. That's the rumours I've heard. I think he'll be away for big money in the summer. So, like you said, like you talked about many times, Mark, Hatati, as much as I would love to keep him next season, they're uh, talking big money away to the Premier League at the end of the season. Like you say, they've brought in the Japanese player of the year, Nawata, who looks like a carbon copy of Hatati. He's not came in to sit on the bench. So, they'll get him up. The next six months crucial for that guy, and Hatati, I think, will be not moved on. But there'll be money coming in for that guy that settle kind of turn down eh? It's Aye. the same with Starfelt or Vickers. Maybe Vickers, I don't know. But again, Kobe Ashi's not been brought in to just be a, a bystander. Eh? It's good problems so. to have, but isn't it? Yeah, it's good. But I, I, I've seen that Bobby. I mean, because you've only go about Mikey. So I've seen um, Bobby put up there about Van Dyke and Denier. And obviously, um, Van Dyke's went unfamiliar with the Ballon d'Or and that. And he's, he was any of the best defenders for a few seasons. But remember, Denier and Van Dyke played against absolute dross in the SPL. So, I mean, they, they were playing for Celtic when Rangers were as dead as a dodo. You know what I mean? Like, they were playing against Aberdeen and Hearts and that when they were in the lower leagues. Aye. <laughs> so, I mean, they weren't, like, they were good, obviously a good, a good partnership, but Carter Vickers and Starfield have played against, in my opinion, a lot better teams over them too, like, yeah. Okay. Van Dyke, I, I, think, I mean, Van Dyke was... I, was I, I wouldn't say, I honestly wouldn't say Van Dyke, see when you've seen what he actually went on today, I wouldn't actually say he was a great player for us. No. You get, you, Do you know what you I mean? He just, no. just strolls through the games and that, I'm not meaning that in a bad way, mate. Do you know what I mean? But could you know have stepped up and been a bit more a kind of leader and tried to push things on and stuff like that a bit? But I don't know how he put, how I'm coming, coming across the way I'm meaning that. Mm-hmm. I think Celtic fans have got a bit of a sparkly memory kind of thing. You look back and they're putting Van Dyke at a higher pedestal than he actually was when you saw him playing. Cause Van Dyke yeah, but people are only it. saying that because of what Van Dyke went on today. Aye, but I mean, Van Dyke had a hell of a good few mistakes in him when he was at Celtic. Well, look at Wan Yama. He went on for the same kind of money and he was like the best midfield we had since whatever we used to talk about him. And he went on to Southampton and he ended up playing for Montreal and that in the MLS. He never went on to do nothing else. I mean, he went on to Tottenham after Southampton and did nothing, even with Tottenham, eh? Aye, but his, so. knees, are, his knees get jiggered, wouldn't it? That's, his mm-hmm. knees are done in or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that was a bit, a bit of the problem with Wanyama. But, I mean, there's no there's no many players in recent years that have only his face out taking hot, great, great heights that maybe we expected. Me, I mean, Edward, Dembele, KT. I mean, Kieran Tierney, that was the best 23 million you would have ever got with his injury Aye. record. I mean, I love Kieran Tierney, but getting 23 million for him with the way he's 
we, we, I don't know if it's his knees or hamstrings or whatever it is. That was a, that was a like I think we robbed Arsenal a bit there. Like yeah. Well, and we ran, we ran Kearney to the ground. Aye. Uh, yeah, is it his yeah. hip? Is it his hips that he's got problems yeah, something, with? I think it's something like that. Again, yeah. in my opinion, on his day of world class back here. But, you know, that guy's injury again. I see Newcastle linked to him, haven't you? I don't know about that. So about considering Newcastle like investing so much money in their squad and things like that, haven't you? I think Kearney would be very far up a list for them. Yeah. But, um, he'd be definitely yeah. out of Arsenal anyway, sir. Mm. But Paul? He'd be definitely out of Arsenal anyway, sir. Oh, aye, he'd be definitely out of way for Arsenal this they summer, I think. They were um, you know, the, this new Celtic jersey that Adidas bought out there with the, the crest in the centre that has the stripes kind of coming up the side of it there. All the, the Adidas teams got them in their own colours, you know. And Karen Tierney was advertising the... The Arsenal one with another few players on, he did not. You could see it's a player that who's not enjoying his football at the club. You know? Clearly see it like. Why you did know? he shout as well to Taylor again? Because I haven't been on for a wee while and I remember the dogs would be used to get on here like 12 months ago for saying that Taylor was a top player and he just needed to, to give you a chance and everybody was like, nah, we need rid of him. He's no good enough for Celtic and that. I don't see anybody saying that now. <laughs> no. Uh, we took a we took pelters or that, didn't we, Mikey boy? That's what I mean. Like, like, when Taylor came to the concert, we in disarray, you know what I mean? So, I'm glad to hang, but I thought it was interesting, Juranovic, Yuran, I don't know if you've talked about this or that, but I'm just going on another tangent again about Juranovic coming out and saying that he thought Celtic should have did more to keep him. How should they have went? I don't know what he was going to say. The agent was out there. Aye, that's him. him. It's as if he, they just did a kind of yeah. mental blackout they can't mean to it was actually happening. Yeah, as, yeah, if, as if as if Celtic had been out and seen seen uh, AJ just oh what are they doing doing that? They've seen another another right back. I thought I was a right back. Could have been a, again that's possibly in the shrewdest bit of business I've seen for Celtic in a while as well. Point in your arm He's been a revelation since he came in, Mickey. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's, he's, he's well spoken. That. I think that makes a difference as well. I might not other people, but even in the. Do you know what he brings as well? He, he, he brings that kind of physicality to the team that we actually don't have, that we don't have, yeah? Well, I was thought, because I've been doing, a, not about research on him, but I've been looking into his, like, what he's at. And I think the reason is he's tough as what he is is because he used to play ice hockey. <laughs> Back when he was in Canada when he was younger, because that's what he was an ice hockey player. Yeah, an ice hockey player, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're playing that kind of sport, then you, you've got to be kind of tough, like uh, So football will be nothing to their kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, John. Thanks very much for coming in, bud. Nice to see you. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting. I think Ange just came out and addressed what Juranovic says. Was it? Did he? I think he said something regarding them, like, if you want him to stay, then you want him to stay. If no, then uh, everybody gets moved on or something. Something like that, was it? Aye, uh, mm-hmm. something like that. And it's quite, I mean, there was no need for Juranovic even to come out with anything, really, was there? He's, no, tried, like, to kind of make, he's tried to put it on as if Celtic forced him out the door and that. And I don't, I, nobody, nobody believes that. Nobody believes that for a minute. Exactly. So why not just come out with a wee nice kind of birthday care push statement and leave it be? Do you know what I mean? I just didn't understand what the big glava was with Juranovic. Was he a good player? Yeah. Was he better than Ralston? 
I'd argue not. No. Because Ralston kept him out. Well, because, the what my sensor Mark have been saying, you'll be with the child and stuff like that, so Mark, myself, and, and, and when Terence, when he came on, we were saying, like, if Ivanovic was that good, he was he should, he, he should be able to hold down that right-back position, and he didn't, because Ralston was in and out of the team as well. Do you know what I mean? Now, Ralston had a better injury. That position that Taylor and Alistair Johnson are playing, well, it's not just a normal right back position, eh? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the work that these two guys need to put into that position is a lot and more. I than actually, and I've said it, Mark, I said it, Mark, in here months when we just had Ivanovic, I think that Ralston is the most suited right back to Andrew's system because of what he does on, on the byline. You know? Aye. But, you know, just going back to what Mikey's saying about Ivanovic, when he came in, he looked, he looked a Rolls Royce air player. But he never. He'd, I'd actually see never it worse, and he never, he never, he definitely never get any better. And maybe when there was rumours, Mark, that, when there was rumours there, Mark, in that January there last year, when when he was away, remember there was supposed to be teams kind of coming in from Leicester Madrid was supposed to be interested and stuff. That's when we we, we lost uh, Ivanovic. We lost him then. You know what I mean? I'd get back, Paul, there. I, I wouldn't say for certain, but I think he wanted to out even back then. He did, yeah, I think Because so, yeah. he did, and then there, there, I, I don't know if it's, there's a rumour going about as well that he asked for time off or something like that. Is this like several great aesthetic that he didn't get a bigger club, maybe? I don't know, Paul, but there, there, there was stuff that he'd come in and asked Ange for time off or something, can I get the more out? And it was just something absolutely stupid. And Ange said no. This is just, just I think what a lot of players need to realise as well when they, when they, they realise as well when they say that the like or their agents are looking for a bigger club. They'll, they'll not get a bigger club than selling. No. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's only a handful of them in the world. They'll get a club that'll pay you more money. You know what I mean? So just gonna kind of just gonna kind of be honest and say that the client wants more money. Because they're not gonna years, get a bigger club if for years, Mikey, I've said this right, you can for years they've done it now. They come out and say, Oh, he wants to play for a Champions League club. That's the kind of part of it. Even the big, big names, you know what I mean? All these young English players that are ready to move on to the bigger teams. He wants to play for the Champions League clubs and that. It's not that he wants to play in the Champions League. They want to play for the teams that are paying the Champions League wages. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're no one. They see like it's like I, I mean I've said it as well. They, and it would be see if I'm not. It's not going to happen. But see if so if Anne said, look, I've got a nine a player, but it's going to cost us eighty grand a week. But I, I'm telling you. Even if he's only here two years, we'll get maybe we'll break our transfer record. We'll get thirty, forty million pounds for him. Think Celtic would do it? No. Right, well, they need to they need to change their mindset on that because. I'm, again, I mean, no, but I'm, I know what you're going to say, Mikey, but I'm talking about taking that kind of leap. I know there's a like we say, oh, we could at least go to forty, fifty grand for a player, but I'm seeing something absolutely stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of wages. There's no way Celtic's going to do that. Whereas doing in England, doing in England yeah. and all that, you've got these teams that are paying people or oh, eighty grand a week, and that's the norm. So when they want, they say, "No, I want to move to a Champions League club." It's no, if if the club they're at the new offered them the two hundred grand, aye, they'd still stay there. They say, oh, it just all comes down to the money," and that's that annoyed me for years about players coming out and saying, "I want to move on and go, go up a level and play in a, play in the Champions League." No, you just want better wages. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, obviously, before we go on, we just wanted to bring up Joe Hart as well. Has Joe Hart saved the penalty since he's been at Celtic? No, no. I, 
Joe Hart's only saved about two penalties in career or something like that. It's, it's, uh, it's 17 out of, I think, is it uh, the stats are about, when I last looked, he only saved about, is it, fifth, around 15 out of 88 penalties, Mickey. I think that was the case. Uh, I, I, I think he's got another year or 18 months left on his deal, so he's going to be here for at least another season. But me and Mark have talked about this, and I just seriously hope that Seattle can invest big money into a goalkeeper. Because mm-hmm. as much as I like Bate Joe Hart, I don't think he's going to, I, I, for next season, I'd like a new number one. I thought he could have saved that the day. I thought yeah. he could have saved that penalty the day. I thought it was a bit soft the way you low start one. Like I said, I don't want a young goalkeeper coming in like that's it. I mean, one for the future. And I don't want another older guy. I just want, that's one thing with that position. It's, I don't think people realise how important it is. I'd love to get a guy maybe fucking. 22-23, that's established a top-end goalkeeper, and that's your goalkeeper for the next four, five, six years. And having Joe Hart in for a week another year, it's got to be good, is it, for the new guy coming in? No, what I mean, about him that they were talking about that like Rangers were meant to be looking at or something during the week, Mike? Is he any good? Very good, man. Aye. No, I'm not Just because I thought, I'm thinking... But you're talking about Mikey kind of ticks that A group. I don't know anything much about the guy at all. We were linked with him, Mark, uh, the time when Fraser Foster first came to the club. He was in, he was in Newcastle's books as well at that time, Freddie Woodman. Has he not been right, on loan to Aberdeen right, as well? Right, I know he was on loan in Aberdeen right, as well. He was, he was on loan in Aberdeen. And then, is it, I think it's Preston he went, no. No, I, didn't, I don't know much yeah. about him at all, but yeah. just when you see if maybe he's available and people are raving about him, I thought maybe maybe it could be an auction. And I can't people are really like it. Even in Rebel, their Rebel bring Barkey home. Barkis. I keep saying it, right? I keep saying it. People laugh at Barkis. We'll not lose much money off of Barkis. Mm-hmm. No. But, but, Mikey, but you know, yeah, you no, know, yeah. you know what I mean? He's like the tapped tap stat goalkeeper in Holland and stuff like that. Yeah, but this is what business well, people. Kel- that Kelleher like, isn't he free in Liverpool? He's not a free that Kelleher at Liverpool, isn't he? No. no, but again, again, he's no number one either. Even if they were to bring him in, know what I mean? What was he played about two or three games for Liverpool? Celtic need an established goalkeeper that is going to be like in the goal for the next, the whole, like for the next three, four, five years. No, I mean, like, well, how long does he have Boric for back in the day? Like Rab Douglas uh, that back in the day as well. Like, well, we've had goalkeepers for like, a good few years. Eh? No, I mean, like, when was the last time we had a proper solid number one for a long time? Fucking Parky Boner, back in the early 90s. <laughs> oh, geez, ah, but you're not, you're not going to get that now, are you? I mean, you're saying you're not want a project, Mikey, and I, I agree with that. And, and you, but you're, if, you, if you get a goalkeeper at 24, 25, and if he comes up here and does his job, he's only getting hit and... 29, 30, and that's when they're hitting their prime and teams will be coming in for them, do you know what I mean? So even if he did bring in a goalkeeper like you're talking about, for me it's still going to be just the same as any other position, and if he does his job well, make it in two or three year time, he's going to get sell on at a profit. Yeah. For me, I've spoke to you about it, I've spoke to Paul, and I've said it on here before, I'm stuck whether I want to go down what you're saying, Mikey, that kind of route, or whether I just keep Looking at the, the next Joe Hart, do you know what I mean? The next big, decent goalkeeper that's ready, kind of looking to wind his career doing a bit of that. I don't know. No, I would, I would, I would love to get somebody like you say that's 
we under Strachan in the Champions League in that when we had a few good nights under Strachan and got out the groups twice with Boric and goal. Boric saved us on numerous occasions in in the Champions League because he was in at that point. If anybody, he's a world class goalkeeper. That was in Bayern Munich and everybody was watching him. He might have been a head kiss, but he was still a good. No, I, I mean, still remember that game. Was it against Spartak Moscow? Was it? Yeah, in, in the Champions yeah. League, the penalty save. I still remember that. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like a top goalkeeper builds you, and I, and as much as I like Joe Hart, and he has been a, a good stopgap. I don't know. He's the goalkeeper going into next season. That's gonna. He's just no. He's just not no for me. He's a number one. But it's a lot of people maybe you've got different. No, that's okay. I totally agree with that. Plus, as well, Mikey, you've got to even look at just the way Ange wants this kind of sweeper keeper. And he, he tries, do you know what I mean? He tries, but yeah, yeah. at the top level, even at, even at the Scottish level, he's made mistakes up at the top level. The mistake is like Callum McGregor, it's just going, the mistakes are just going to be more obvious. And more I just need to look what he did at Leipzig when I was over there. When he passed the right to the defender, and that, mm-hmm. and he kind of shrugged it off and said, oh, Well, this is the way the manager wants us to play. But again, going back to Guardiola and that, and then no Guardiola's biggest fan, believe me. But he got rid of Joe Hart when he was a city legend, technically, because he kind of played through the back. And Ange is wanting him to do the same thing. And he's no got that in his locker there. So I mean, I'm not blaming Joe Hart for not being good at his feet. That's just not his game. But if, he, if Ange wants the goalkeeper to play like that, then we need to get somebody that can do it. You know what I mean? So... Uh, Joe Hart would have slotted perfectly into like your, your kind of Martin O'Neill, Gordon Stratton type teams. Yeah, into, that kind of just when the ball comes near you, don't no fanning about, boot it, just boot it as far away from you as you can, kind of thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a goalkeeper, like you say, is in a, in a left back, depending on what happens with Bernabeu, because if they're keeping Bernabeu, then would they be happy enough for that? I would, because mm-hmm. I think there's a player there. If, Plus as well, Taylor, Taylor's not going to miss many unless he's injured. Do you know, unless, well, that's what's mental when you think about the Celtic squad just now, based on no one reason, right? Who, uh, what positions do you need to fill? The only and technically is goalkeeper. Because if you look mm-hmm. at Bernabeu and Taylor, would you be happy that one next season? I would, because I think there's a player there. You've got Ralston and Johnston, great. You've got Kobe, Ashe, Starfelt and Carter Vickers, great. The midfield. I mean, you've got an abundance of talent there, eh? The two strikers are obviously good. Jota, Abada, Haksabanovic. So, I mean, I, 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 in my life, really, I can't remember a Seattle squad being that strong. I really, really want to see Haksabanovic getting a run in the team. He should get a run in the team, so like you said, even coming on the day. He's certainly not the quickest, but he's definitely got a bit about him, Micah. Where would you play him, Mikey? Who? Haksabanovic. I think the best anywhere. position I saw Haxabanovich in when, when he played as a number a number ten kind of in the middle there when we came out. Aye, aye. That's what I would like to see. Right, we've spoken mm-hmm. about it. But, right, we think Hattati's probably going to be away next year, so it's going to be Awata and Callum McGregor, and then it's up between Moy and Riley. Uh, uh, is Turnbull going to be there? I don't know, but I'd like to see Haxabanovich getting a run in that kind of slot, within the mere in the centre kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he says the Celtics have signed him. He's actually on a long deal there. Aye, aye. So, and, and to be fair to the guys, what I like about him is when I see him play, he looks like he's got a bit of dig. He doesn't take any shit mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, He's quick to noise up the players and that if anybody has to put the boot on or that. He just bounces up and shrugs it off. And 
I mean, I like Alistair, I like that Alistair, bit, Alistair, like, yeah. as well, Mike, about uh, Alistair Johnson with the ice hockey and that. He was doing interviews and saying, she's a I see, like, we kind of physical, we technical, silky players getting a bit of a hard time off of one of the opponents. I'll be the first one in there. I'll be having a word and stuff like that. So you didn't know funny about that. I kind of a, a, a kind of Barney. I don't think AJ. Do you know what I mean? I think that's funny about Alistair Johnson because if anybody watched the after the after the game, the interviews and that, and you hear him talking. He just comes across as a nice like. That's what uh, I was saying. Like that's what I was thinking there as well, Mickey, because. He's saying that then he just is such a nice guy voice, and he's saying that then you're looking good. Really? They're normally the guys <laughs> that you need to watch it for the guys that are quiet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you see, anybody that watched the World Cup with Alistair Johnson, they knew when he was coming in, and people say, "Well, you should never sign a player off the back of a World Cup." And we were tracking him. Yeah, like, like, like you see him playing in the you knew what that you were getting with that. Yeah. But that, yeah. even back, that even gets back to uh, Ivanovic. What is saying. I mean, we spoke about it. Celtic's no in the game, no getting out and signing players that have not been tracking for months and stuff like that. So for Celtic to announce that I've signed a player during the World Cup, for after the World Cup's finished, we know Celtic's been tra- tracking that player for months and checking him out. They, they wouldn't have been doing that if they thought there was a chance of Ivanovic staying. That's why, like he says, well, Wata, and I said that people didn't want to hear about Hitati and that. But Celtic's in the sign of Wata to just sit on the bench when you're the Japanese player of the year. Like you said, even in the short times you've seen that Wata, he's <laughs> he looks uh, like, like another top end like player. Him. He he's doing what what you expect him to do, looking for the ball and moving the ball forward. You rarely see him pass the ball back. You know, well, was, me and my mates were talking the day after the match. Me and Jonas, well, Jonas was talking to him about United, and that's what I was saying to him. Like, I think Johnston might be the best signing off the back of a European competition for national since we signed Valharan back in 2000. I can't think of any other player since Valharan that we signed off the back of performances in the World Cup or Euros that's went on to be a top player. Uh, but but that's what I'm saying. Did, did we sign Alistair Johnson just off the back of the performances? We've been watching him for months, and that was we knew we were going for him to get. Him I think it was just icing on the cake. The performances, like Aye. there's no way that they probably did sign him after seeing him a one or two games playing for Canada. I, think it was I, I know what you're yeah. saying, I Valharn. That was Martin O'Neill, uh, just uh, Danny's pundit Joe Winter. Yeah, they signed him there. But mm-hmm. and, uh, like you, the, it was quite clear, like he says, you hear, you hear the mummerings in the in the, the camp and Juranovic, and I think he was only in Celtic what five months, and there was already he was wanting to move on. So Aye. Celtic obviously did the homework on that Johnston, like uh, But I think the World Cup performances just was like he says, icing on the cake before signing, confirming the deal. Uh, so but even ju- even just to actually find Tim Mikey. Hey, we all laugh and joking about you how you know all these players were the world. Now, had you heard of him? No. No, I'm not honest, because that's one thing I will well, be I mean, honest. And you, as I say, we've sat and joke about, oh, we'll get Mikey, he knows him, every player for every corner of the world. How, how, I mean, how did Celtic find him? I think, Mark, it was Laura, because he has that, that's kind of that's his. kind of worldwide web, scouts yeah. and contacts and stuff like that. Yeah, like, because I, what I, I mean, there was what, it was, it was right out the left field, really, wasn't it? 
a international kind of thing. The other thing as well, you need to look at as well, and again, that he's manager, I think, a standard wage now. But when Ronnie Dyler was across at New York, I mean, it wouldn't have shocked me if he'd been, like, somehow involved in, like, saying, well, he's a top player or something, you know what I mean? Because he came up against him numerous times when he's New York City manager, eh? Right. And he only just joined Standard League, so you just never know how that could have, how, how that could have came about, eh? Ah, uh, so. you could have been in, like, the Man City system and then popped yeah. up and Mark Lill's just caught a wee eye him and kept that going, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, so far, I mean, it's as if he's been playing. People have been seeing it on the telly that the day, but it's as if he's been in that team for years. It really is. That, a good player can, a, a top players can play for whoever, could they? No, I mean, I can't people say it doesn't work out for certain players and that, like, but most of them just, if you're a good player, you'll fit in, like, a, big lustic will be, be raging. When they big lustic, I, I, I thought I was the best right back we had for years, and now look at us, we Davy Moyes look alike. <laughs> Every time I see Alistair Johnson laugh or smile, he reminds me of the Joker, eh? <laughs> no, just the Joker, Jack just, Nicholson. <laughs> ah, yes, just, he's, he's, not, he's not the handsomest of chap, isn't he? But he put up with Paul, so we'll let him off with it. Well, I had to do with my thing, is it? I'm trying, I can't find it now. I must have, have deleted he's, uh, it. He's a head off him, all right, Jack? Jesus Christ. You know? Uh, Here's a, a sad feat. Celtic have scored uh, 250 goals in 99 games. I think that was their 78 win. No? On the Ange in 99 games. Some goals in half goals a game. But mm-hmm. Mikey? Two and a half goals a game. Aye. Yeah. I mean, you, know. you can't speak about it, but you can't... It's, it's unbelievable what Joe Bange has done for us, isn't it? It really has, like, in the space of not even two years yet. It's amazing, Mark, man. Uh, it really is, like, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like, they come in and change a whole club, like, cause, like we would, like, what they were saying today, like, when St. Mirren beat us the last time, they were like, we had Jens, Welch, Radisson, uh, as a as, as a back three that day, like you know, Taylor was there as well. Like, but that wasn't our second back three. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Mark, I seen you put a picture of a David Moyes there. Go and get a picture of Jack Nicholson as a Joker about the makeup on on Google, and put that same picture up, and you'll see what I mean with the. the <laughs> I swear to God, when you do it quick, watch, look at the mouth. It is bang on the money. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Put the makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, obviously, you see the thing like with the heart on it, and you go back and forth, and guarantee it they've got the same mouth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, a bad change in the game today. For me, yeah, he, he only played the second half, but he was my man to match there. Bad at the way he, well, he, got, just, yeah, he just changed yeah. that game today, Mickey, didn't he? Yeah, he got man. He was man of the match, was he? No, I mean, like he came on and changed the game, and he, like you said, he'd been in poor form, eh? So hopefully, this is him coming into the coming into form at the like you say, this is the the better part of the season where you want your players to be in form, like eh? Mm-hmm. Well, this, this team mark coming out there kind of this week that he doesn't want to extend his contract, or was that all kind of rumor, or is there anything concrete on that or what? Or who? Uh, about a no, I've not heard anything about that, Paul. You know, I think that this week that his his agent came out saying that he won't be Celtic are trying to give him extension on his contract and he refused uh, to sign it. That he doesn't want to extend his contract. But that's what I was saying. Well, the man he choked it like, but if he didn't hear us, fuck it. Doesn't mean there was any truth in it. Just means I've not heard anything. But you know. Well, again, Paul, he's maybe no, maybe he's maybe no happy with the game time he's getting. But again, he's, on, he's got two and a half years left on his deal. Aye. So even mm-hmm. if he wants to be again, certainly this is the bonus about having these players on these contracts. If he gets serious go for them. If they want away, then oh, no, it's not great, but uh, that's fine. We'll let you go when the right offer comes in. Eh? It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. So. No, because he's a. There's one. There's definitely there's skill uh, until twenty twenty six. He's Things there, yeah. That's Pretty one thing I tell it just now is they're actually getting like, it's none of this nonsense, like two and a half year deals. Uh, they're actually getting the players on proper actual contracts. Uh. Mm-hmm. After, after it looks well, the rumours of it, Don Mackay done me some of the deals, you know what I mean? Maybe that's who Paul was that a bad uh, Dominic Mackay contract? Yes, I think he was one of them. Well, maybe yeah. that's why Celtics want to get him a new one under to get a kind of cheap half set, cheap sell off. Kind of close out it. The only yeah. I heard, I heard the only people that were on these stupid contracts was Juranovic and Jakamakis. There was only them two because they two were difficult deals to get over the line in the first place. Really. Remember, Jakamakis was a pain in the ass because it was between us and Werder Bremen or something, was it, in uh, Germany, yeah. remember? So I think Seattle just did what they needed to do to get the deal kind of over the line. And I think it was the same with Juranovic because he was coming into his lateral years like on big moves. I think there was an agreement in place regarding we're signing, I think you're 26 or 27, but we'll, we'll, we'll install this clause if kind of somebody comes in. Aye. Well, Tabada was, a, I think that was a totally different kind of deal. Like, uh, you know, I mean, he was coming in as he was coming in as a project, really, was he? That got through in at the deep end. Maybe not, but did Dudu no help us with that one? Or? The dude was his, uh, his, was his agent, but he's changed agent now again, hasn't he? No, Mark, yeah, he did, yeah, he's changed agent now, yeah, he did, yeah. You know, he's, he's with a new a new agent now, so. Like, that's always concerning when. I've uh, been players move agents. Change of agent, Mark, isn't this? Do you know what I mean? The only thing I, I will, will say, normally I would be a panic, and would I want to lose a bad or not? But, I mean, based on. Then now they've obviously got a different scouting network, like right? they'll have players well lined up. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Kind of guy. Well, Mickey, do you remember yeah. Mark saying this? Like, the 
that the scouting system now, Mark, is, is run properly on the Ange. Do you know what I mean? They, they'd have players on there rare if a player leaves. Like, that's the exact same no, with your Mark Lowe, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all, uh, like, it's all Ange brought in the whole system, changed everything that was going on there. Do you know what I mean? And we brought Mark Lowe in, like, and... I'd like to think... a player there, we're already I'd like to think, now, Paul, that no matter who left, who was wanting to leave, even even if Cal McGregor came out and says, look, I've, I'm wanting to move on in the summer and try my chance in the continent or whatever, Ange, no, Celtic as a club, they'll have three or four options. That's how big teams work, Paul, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Three or four contingency plans for, right, if he wants to go, we'll look at this. Do you know what I mean? That's what Celtic's been missing for years. Because mm-hmm. it was always, the way Peter Lowell done it, it was always last minute stuff and looking about for the cheapest deal. Whereas now Andrew's saying, this is a player, this is the type of player I need. Him and Mark Lowell are finding the players. I think we seem to be two chances ahead. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think now summer's transfer targets are already kind of in the process. And come the summer, we'll probably plan for January. That's the way kind of Ange kind of does right. stuff. Oh. Yeah, like proper teams do, like you know what I mean. Aye. You know, I mean it's it's like we're saying right. A, a few is we're expecting Hatati leaving that and whatever, but Angel know exactly what he's what the plan is, and they'll know exactly the players are looking at, and they'll probably have been talks, so they'll know what kind of players that actually are interested in coming. So it's getting closer. It's, the net gets kind of tighter and tighter. Do you know what I mean? They talk to agents, and then oh, I do. Ah, you'd be interested in coming. And then, right, that's it. That's him an option come the summer. And that's how it should be run, Paul. All these big teams do it. And Celtic, with a, there's just been so much scatter gun under it. I mean, even even under Rodgers, this is the best This is the best transfer department, whatever mechanism, whatever you want to call it. I've seen it Celtic fee. Probably Martin O'Neill. Mm-hmm. The Japanese market as well, outstanding. And I just like the, the prime example is the boy, he's maybe another place from Brighton, the guy Matoma. Aye, he's I know signed him for like 3 million euros, loaned him out for the season, he's came back and he's rumoured to be going to Liverpool for nearly 80 million to replace Firmino because he's decided to move on. You know what I mean? So this is what I mean, like he's one season in the Premier League with Brighton and then all of a sudden he's 80 million. This is when Celtic need to start, like you say, as well, like players like Hitati and you know what I mean, it's past the days now of like Wan Yama and Van Dyke going for twelve, thirteen million like this. Like you oh, say to get Hitati out of Celtic To get Hitati out of Celtic it'll break the fee of Kieran Tierney like this. Well it should it um, should make uh, it. It should, yeah. And I I've said it for years as well, and people laughed. I'm just talking about actually inflation wise. Eventually Celtic will sell a player for fifty million, but eventually Celtic will spend thirty million pound on a player just because of the inflation, is, is the way the world works. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I can remember being absolutely shocked the first time we spent a million pound. Things mm-hmm. like that. So things like it's, it's a natural progression. But I totally agree with Mikey saying for me, Hatati, you've got to be put, you've got to be kind of pushing the top limit of how much we can get and really pushing. Hatati is the best. Hatati is the best midfielder since Lambert for me. That's how high I rate him, like, yeah. Petroff was good as well, but I think, like you say, going on the centre of midfield, I'd just edge him ahead of Petroff and just blow Lambert. 
I think he's that good. Uh. He seems to kind of bore a lot more into his game this season as well in tracking back and getting into tackles and running the ball back. You know what I mean? He, he just seems to all run with yeah. fever this season, doesn't he? You know? He's got a bit of logic in him as well, as well as being strong as well. Like, sometimes it looks like he's going to lose the ball and he just ends up with it because he's that strong. I, I don't think people realise with him because he's a lot smaller than a lot of other midfielders, but he's that strong. He's trying to get him off the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's that composed. He's, 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 he's got everything. And it's very hard to get a player like that. Like mm-hmm. O'Reilly, O'Reilly's good going forward, but he's soft. You know what I mean? Like for, and he's a he's a big guy, O'Reilly. Hitati's a lot smaller. And, uh, it's like, it's like you're kind of you're kind of ideal box to box midfielder, Mike. Isn't it? He can yeah. do everything. He's getting, better, he's getting better. He's better. That's what I mean. He's getting even better. No, I mean he's not even. That's what like Anne said during the week. Like he's not even started him, and that's scary. Like yeah. Like, how well, I heard um, I heard Anne saying something about him that. We say if we have a game over the weekend when he comes into uh, Lennox Town on, on, on Monday, he sits down with, I said it to you, Mark, before as well, that he sits down with Gavin Strachan and they watch the game aye, and he looks aye. out to what he can improve on that game and what he looks, what he did wrong and, and what he did, what can he change. And like that's a player who just wants to get better and better each time, like, you know what I mean? You know? That's what's meant about Hitati as well, as before he signed himself, he wasn't even a centre mid. He was a right back. He never played centre midfield before in his life. Mm-hmm. No, he was a right back. back. Should we sign yeah. him? When we signed him, Mark, we were saying, like, is he a right back or is he right wing back? Because that's the position he was actually playing. That's the same with Harvey Petrov. When we signed him, yeah. yeah. That's the same with St. Petrov. Yeah, he's a left back, yeah. Was it a left back, Petrov? Yeah. I can mind, I just yeah. mind Doug Leach and John Barnes playing him at, playing at full back one day. Mm-hmm. What well, do you Kaiser, bud? Nice to see you, Kaiser. Did you ever have any doubts about that? Getting the, the result today? Were you, were you confident to get the result today? Mikey, what did I tell you before I put the phone down on you at half time? They said it before, fair enough. <laughs> there, how their confidence, Pablo? I was never in doubt, Mark. I, I tell never... Mikey, I tell Mikey before I, just when I was talking in ha- talking during half time and I said Tim, don't worry about it. It'll be about four or five one. I said it'd be fair, yeah. Mikey, but <laughs> no, <laughs> you were planning, man. You were like you didn't start throwing bricks at Celtic Park. Like we'd have all the excuses now tomorrow, like saying, Oh, if John wasn't sent off, that changed the game. I think that result was coming because Celtic were on top the whole game. We just needed to get that chance. Do you know what I mean? Well, when it was on the when it was on the live chat earlier when they went into ten men, I thought that was actually going to make it worse for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they sit back more, Mickey. Yeah, the ten men like they sit back more. And I, I can say it's hard. Like you say, I understand and I get frustrated as much as anybody. You're probably a bit more actually. And when you've got ten men camped eighteen years out to the goal. It is, it's hard for even when you've got the top it, top players to break that down, eh? You know what I mean? And uh, like it's fair play to set up like yeah, they got the they got the job done and that's what it's all about, is it? You know what I mean? Strengthening the goal difference as well at the top of the league as well, which is even I better. St- I still think it's Celtic I still think it's the second half performance. I've got no complaints whatsoever about it. I fear doing yeah, it. Yeah, but it's it's against it's ten it's men, but it seems to be the same problem for Celtic. It's e- it's it's either Good one half and 
not clinical enough for another half. Do you know what I mean? Like, but not clinical enough for 90 minutes seems to be the problem. Like, you know what I mean? That, like, that was... First of all, the songs were too much sideways passing and backwards yeah. passing. It's, and I've, I've said that before. It's, it's like the last 18 months, you're like, Rod, Rodgers, he's tenor. We're playing just boring kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's just passing it about, passing it about. And no, actually, trying to... We're not like trying to, and everything, everything we did is so predictable at times as well. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen during the match there today as well, Vickers tried that long pass and it went out to play. And I know it was kind of, and kind of looked at him and kind of laughed, like, what was that? Like, but it was kind of a thing as well, like, Vickers, like, what are you doing? Like, we don't play like that. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's fucking, if we're 5 1 up or 6 1 up, you don't play. Like that, that annoys me though. That kind of annoys me. I said that to Mark earlier as well. That kind of annoys me. That kind of. I, mean, I understand everybody's got a, their own philosophy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but see, needs must get the bar in the aye, boxer. Aye. <laughs> and that's what I mean. That's what the bonus is in the guy. Oh, because he's totally different. I, I, I'm looking forward to see him a lot more. Eh? Aye. Because he's a lot more bustly and a lot stronger, and he's the kind of player you probably want the ball up to like. Eh? With a ducker. A bit, a, bit, yeah. a bit like Viduka, that actually reminds me, right, uh, even down his hairdo, he's got a wee kind of wee dodgy hairdo that Viduka had when he first came in, but that actually reminds me he's bold in the way he even plays the game and that. And I, th- I, yeah. I thought there was some, I thought he'd have, there was a, maybe another one I think he could have got maybe a penalty for. Did you know, notice that in either of these? It just, every no. time he seemed to get into the box, it just... There was, I don't know who was St. Martin player it was, but he was just right, like he was right in about his ankles, and he got brought, brought down again in the box later on after after the penalty, obviously. And I thought that could have been a penalty as well, or at least maybe deserved checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see, it'll be good, like I say. Because the next two games, the next two games coming up will be interesting. Eh? Like I think, I've got a funny feeling on Wednesday. I think Seattle will absolutely pummel Hearts there, and I can't wait. Like yeah. It's a home anyway as well. Like I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Like it's all like it's all like you you're going to expect Hearts to come in anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they will try to. I think I think they'll have a wild one. Like this is the last week with the cup final, and then this week this is the most important two weeks in the season. Like it says, mm-hmm. we pumped them on Sunday in the cup. Won the day, like you say, it's always hard, like you say, it's away at St. Martin, got back there before Christmas, right after the cup final, great, get that job done. Hearts home and away, coming up. Like you say, the Hearts at Dengarsal on Saturday, or Sunday, whenever it is, that's a massive game, like it. If Celtic beat Hearts and move them aside, Celtic win the Scottish Cup easier. There's no chance that the Hearts causing an upset at Dengarsal and Rangers ever had a chance against us, like that. Man, I'd agree with that, Mikey. They can't beat Celtic just now. It's just imp- they're just the, the players they've got. They're not good enough. Eh? They can play their idea. They still want to get a winner. Eh? They'll maybe scrape a draw every now and again and that, but they'll never get Celtic. Uh, eh? well, we're talking about them, then we'll go back to the League Cup and that. We've not spoke about it, and I didn't do a pod last week. That's my fault. Sorry, lads. I was I was ill. I, I flew yeah. for days, man. I was really feeling under the weather. But uh, so we'll get back and talk about that. Well, we're talk well we're talking about the demons. Who did you think of that, Mikey? That was, that was, I mean, I'm, I'm always nervous before the games, even back when... Nervous? He's a rattling mess, Paul. Yeah. He's a rattling mess before mm-hmm. these, before uh, these 
it's just it's you kind of like especially like when you're working with guys that are on the other side of the fence and that and it's more it's more than just a football match to me. Aye. So even like back when we were pumping them five and six and that and it was easy easy. Even before the game, you're still like it's still any of the games there. But like you see, instead of two and up, like you say, and cruising and, and they got that lucky goal back to the top. I don't think Celtic looked like they were ever going to lose that game. Eh? It was just a shame in the end, like you say, because I'm evil like that. I just want them pumped to. Eh? It was just a shame that Haksibanovic and that and O'Reilly at the end. We could have won that game yeah. five or six in the end. Eh? And that was the only, I kind of was a cup final and was Abbott winning the cup, but I would have just loved for them to really go to town on them. Eh? Hold on, put, Kaiser, put your camera off, bud. You don't need your camera on. Maybe you want oh, to see me there. <laughs> what have I done there? Yeah. Come camera on, who cares? All right, mate. Kaiser's pitching, what's happening, lad? Nice to meet you eventually. I know, bro. I said I'd join the last time and then I never came in. Pure spanner. I end up in a way and doing mine stuff, running about gaming and that that crap like that, you know what I mean? So, you, what are you saying about it? Sorry mate, I never, I never caught it last point because I was trying to join, so I had to oh. mute the stream down and then join in, you know oh, what I'm talking about? We were, just, we were just talking about last week's cup final. I was banging mate, loved the cup final. Um, I, think, I think we just out, outplayed them with sheer quality. I think they came and they competed the only way they could which is the way you would expect a professional athlete to compete uh, with physicality. So they had physicality throughout the entire game. I'd say they competed relatively well for 30, 40 minutes in the first half. Second half, they had a wee spell. We kind of fell out of it a wee bit, but just came surging back. It just overall too much power and quality, too much of a bench at Celtic as well. Staggering quality, staggering depth in my opinion. But that's the thing between Celtic and Rangers is not. I'm going to run in with me and see what's happening with my wee boy, right? Because he's kicking off. I don't know if you can hear him kicking off in the other room, but it's all right, he's, he's settled, settled, settled. <laughs> Sorry, bro. No, 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 boy. As I was going, like, what Kaiser said, they're regarding this, like, the different, like, them just, they're just brute force. They are absolutely honking, like, uh, I don't care about anything. They've got no quality in the team whatsoever, like, yeah. Garbage, Mikey. And she's the thing about it, right? They're arguing on about, aye, we had them rattled after we scored a goal, but Mikey, see no matter what game you go to watch right at Celtic Park, you go and watch Celtic against Morton, a Hamilton Aki's in the Cup, there's always a 10 minute, 10 minute, 50 Mm -hmm. minute spell that these teams are, are, got a chance, they're on the front foot, and that, for me, that was all that final was last week, Rangers were just like any other team, in any other game of football, you get that wee 15 minute spell where you're actually on the front foot and they've managed to get something. But apart from that spell, they'd absolutely nothing. Nothing. I mean, a Rangers the Celtic, better. The Celtic, uh, the Celtic weren't even at first gear again. Are Rangers any better, and I mean genuinely serious, at this present point than Hearts are when we when we play against them? No. Mm. no. I don't think so. Nah. It's, that, no, it's the same thing, Mikey. They get a wee fifteen minute spell and maybe they'll get a goal out of it. But hopefully we've scored enough goals to have the game in the bag. Uh-huh. I mean you take away all their dodgy penalty decisions and all that VAR stuff this season. How closer would they be to Hearts than not to us? Yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. 
I'll, I'll get Buzz to look up that, look that up. Do you know what I mean? Because we get penalties when it doesn't matter. They get penalties when, they, when it makes a difference to the result. Do you know what I mean? If, we, if you're sitting at 4 nothing up, doesn't matter if you get a penalty, that just makes it 5 nothing. But if we're sitting at nothing each, you you're not getting a, a penalty. If we were trading up today, we were getting that Kyogre penalty. The Kyogre mm. one? Yeah, yeah we're, we're 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 just no, no, but we're, 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 we're not getting that anyway, Paul. No, but I'm saying if we were tuning up, like, do you think we would we would have got that? Oh, they, aye, they, aye. Why, well, maybe, aye, that's what yeah. I'm saying, Paul. Aye, yeah. they'll give us penalties when it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where the Rangers are getting penalties and decisions, yeah. where it's the kind of crunch time in the game. That's, it, that's because Val's sponsored by Prince Andrew, bro. At the end of the day, we all know Rangers are completely skint. They don't have the bankroll to fund the corrupt decisions that are happening with VAR. And let's just lay it out there, right? It's total corruption. It's bordering on match fixing what they're trying to do with VAR. But the eyes of the world are on them. So who is it? You need to ask yourself the question. Who is it who's paying for this to happen? Who is it who's getting this tainted view of VAR? Who is it who can influence these referees and stuff in their careers to put their part-time job in jeopardy by getting decisions against Celtic. Uh, Games and before the games, 
that's something that I thought was firmly gone, stamped out in the 1980s, you know what I mean? Nobody really wants to be, well, I certainly don't want to be part of that sort of perception of our, our club, you know what I mean? Yeah, I saw that actually, actually, the the, the fights uh, before the game between the two sets of supporters, I actually saw that. It was at 9am in the morning, the game didn't kick off until 3pm in the afternoon, you know what I mean, bro? I was like, who's who's getting out of their bed <laughs> to go for a scrap? Full commitment to the lads and all that for doing it, but... I don't think it's something that should be promoted. I don't think it's something that we should be doing. You know what I mean? It's something we should be trying to tell ourselves away from. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just said, man, getting up at that time in the morning, got for a punch up. That's that's. Those days thing. are gone, Mark. Aye, man. It's pathetic when you think about it, really. I see. I mean, it's better to be oh, we'll get in, let them in to set up defos and that. And it's just getting absolute. Do you know what I mean? It's just just assholes, really. You know what I mean? Didn't he? I mean, set up defos and do your pyro and all that stuff. But see, I mean, see at nine o'clock in the morning, imagine you're staying next to Hamden, right? You're like, ah, right, hurry up, hurry up, son. We'll get up and we'll get to the show before all these all these supporters end up coming down. If you're walking away doing for your rolls and sausage on a Sunday morning with your, with your kids, the next time fucking wallop Celtic Rangers fans are run, running crazy at that time in the morning. Mm-hmm. Why would they know at chapel or in the church? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm fighting here, so why would, why would you know what the chapel are in the church? You know, you're getting caught in the middle of that then with your kids down there to Mark. Just, uh, nine o'clock in the morning, Paul. I'll be doing it to pick up the rolls and that stuff like that.
buried, so to speak, in order to push for this new standing area. So I can't mm-hmm. really see any member of that organisation getting involved in anything like that right no, now. No, no. You know what I mean? So I would have to say that looks to me like a fringe group trying to kind of bring the tone down. Uh, why would we want a standing area full of people like this? You know what I mean? And that's exactly it. Like they, they are trying to get the standing area increased in, in, in Celtic Park. And then you see that happen outside the cup final. Like they, this is just giving Celtic and the, 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 the Glasgow Council a reason to say no to that mark, isn't this? You know? Well, it's, a bit, it's a bit different between running about Hamden and that, Paul. There's not really much... Con- Celtic's not got much control in that. Hamden gave base... Hamden gave... I don't know about the Green Brigade, but obviously, looking at the videos with the boys, I've gave them... Hamden gave these groups access to the stadium to set up TIFOs and stuff uh-huh. and things like that. And once again, it's just... It's probably been abused for both sides. Do you know what I mean? That's the uh-huh. thing about it. And, I mean... Oh, just while Kaiser's own... But, I mean, I go to the standing, I go to games in that case, I'm getting the standing section and there's no really anything, there's nothing too bad, you know, I mean, I'm 49 year old Kaiser, I've been, I, you know, I mean, I've been running the block with Celtic more times than I care to remember, so, yeah, yeah, geez, a, lot, a lot of the stuff, they, a lot of the stuff, the press and new, new, I don't like to, I don't know, like to say it, but like, younger fans and that, they kind of get all upset about it and that, it's, it's water if I ducks back a bit to me. Bingo, mate. I, I know I, I look puppish. You get me, my man. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't say I look as young as I think I look. You know what I mean? I've got an awful big head, but I, I look puppish, <laughs> mate, from my age. You know what I mean? I love myself, my man. I believe it was Brian Blessed who said, "To love oneself is to have a lifelong love affair." You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, I'm 40 years old, my man. I lived in Ibrooks since I was 16 years old. Before that, I lived in. Uh, the Wine Alley, just on the road, so it's always been in this surrounding area. I grew up in the dark days, mate, you know what I mean, when Celtic were struggling, and I, I, I've, I've seen my time in the trenches, you know what I mean? I've, I've lived in the den, a uh, fucking mob all, mate, the Aya Saruman was on me 24-7, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I've got my Celtic talk regardless, I don't care if he's where I live, if he's my street, my area, you know what I mean? So... These people who come in here are guests and pests. They piss all over the street. They leave alcohol everywhere. Your wings can't get out to play. You're too fierce. They're all singing up to their knees in Fenian blood. You know what I mean? I see the worst of them, my man. You know what I mean? Just living in an area like this. But, Aye. but I love it. I love it here. I wouldn't stay here. I'm, I'm here to balance the books, bro. I'm that good looking. Ibrooks needs me here. I'm here to balance the books out, mate. Because all the ugly mutants come flooding in, all the zombify look like their moths were sitting on the exhaust pipe with the technodrome come flooding in, mate. And I'm just here, like a wee shining ray of light, smiling every time they have a bad result. I wave at them from my door, mate. You know, like, hi, boys. <laughs> they fucking hate me, mate. <laughs> Put in with a foundation. <laughs> You're just fucking mental as I thought you were going to be. Of course, my man. Don't get us wrong, bro. I, I love it. I love the banter, right? And I'm a dead. Uh, I'm dead. When a heavyweight fighter's fighting another fighter, and he's like, "This guy's a bamper," I'll smash him in two seconds. I'm always like, "Well, who are you for smashing a bamper?" I'm. I'm respectful of our adversaries. I'm respectful when they bring a challenge, when they pose a threat. For me, right here, right now, this Rangers team are. 
reminiscent of what happened at Celtic when we were pushing for the 10. An aging squad, diminishing stars, want away players, conducting coups, a bum nugget to a manager with a big mole on his face that probably gave him advice in his ear, you know what I mean? It probably talks to his, probably get Ange Postacoglu's face as that mole and just talk, just put himself in his ear. It's like, you think so, mate? You think so, mate? <laughs> you got to play him there, are you? Not your mole. You know what I mean? He's just, he's just, Ange's rent free in his brain. Chris Sutton utterly destroyed him. You know what I mean? He shows his inexperience as a coach. For me, Rangers letting go of Gio was a huge step backwards. The guy showed tactical awareness and Ange had a, a, a semblance of respect for him. You know what I mean? There was a slither of respect there between them. This new coach, there's no respect there. Ange's just going to crush him at every opportunity and laugh at him. The big man plays chess and these fucking bum nuggets play checkers. They've not got a clue. The man's, the man's two steps ahead. I'm already salivating at the thought of next year's Champions League and then the restructure of the Champions League the year after that, you know what I mean? I'm like, when this Champions League structure goes to five home games and five away games and a 36 team, I think it's 36 or 52 teams are putting in a league structure across the Champions League, just making it like one big league group and you can play any team, they pick them at random, any team for that structure you can play at random. So you can be playing Barca at home and then playing then it's St. Petersburg away, and then Real Madrid at home, you know what I mean? It's it's mind-boggling, guys. It's got to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I, keep, I keep telling Sel- I keep on tweeting at Celtic, not and saying to them, fuck that, Glasgow's planning permission, not. They're never going to give it. We had it for Barrafield to, de- to develop the training ground, and because COVID hurt, we couldn't break ground on it, and the planning permission ran out, so we need to reapply for it. So I keep on saying to Celtic, buy a cruise liner, have a hotel and a casino, park it on a Clyde. Fuck off, fuck off, man. 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 Oh, I agree with that. I've said that for years now that Celtic need to start acting like you're kind of Bayern Munich, your PSGs and stuff like that. Bro, I would love nothing more than Celtic to come and say to Ange Postacoglu, you know what, Ange, give us the next 10 years of your career and we'll give you £10 million a year. That's a £100 million contract for 10 years. You get me, bro? We can afford that. We could do that. Give him that and then any club that comes in and wants to buy him or take him, aye, £100 million for this manager. That's what he means to us in Champions League qualifications every year. He's got his he's worth his weight in gold for me, mate, you know what I mean? That's a big weight that. What is that in, in modern aspect, right, in modern terms? I would I would I would say Anne's would bluff it, mate. I would give him ten million a year for ten years. The next ten years of his career he's like building his reputation here at Selly, the vultures are circling. You know what I mean? I think it's only a matter of time before teams are going to want that experience or going to want that build at their club. I would want to walk him in. I would, I would move heaven enough to do it. <laughs> I agree with that. I've said as well. You know what I mean? Even he's, he's not a spring chicken anymore, but keep him as for, for manager as long as we can, then give him like a director of football kind of role or that. Mhm. Build a dynasty. You get them, my man. Move him up. 
commit to that football the Celtic way, the Postacoglu brand, we don't stop. You know what I mean? Just commit to that. That's it. Now this is the way this is the way it's gonna be. I also think we should be evolving beyond that, bro, and we should be buying clubs like Shamrock Rovers. You know what I mean? We should have them as a feeder club rather than a B team. They've got pathways into European football. It means like Celtic's B side could be playing European football at a European level, be it conference cup or whatever, but it would be a level where you could pluck players for that squad and bring them right into your first team domestically. Right now, there is absolutely no pathway for a player to come for that. You've set up into your first team and put up with the pressure of the fans and the win every week mentality. That's how players... Recently, I've went on loan and then came back. I, I think they've, they've gained that lack of pressure and came back. Marry a man and with the rest, like Cal Mack. Aye, how long ago was that? Oh, that was a long time ago, mate. When he, he went to Norwich, didn't he? On loan. Notts County. Notts County, it was for Aye. a season. That was Aye. it, well said. And that, I, but that, is, that should be the pathway. Celtic Nation. Ronnie Dyler, Ronnie gave him his start when he came back. Ronnie gave him a chance. But even we lost players at Bayern Munich and stuff like that, and that's because they showed them a path. They showed them, look, this is what we're going to do with you. Rather than just saying, oh, they're a contract for Celtic. That's how we lost that Ryan Morrison. Yeah, Bayern Munich took him earlier and showed him all these fancy videos and pressure points and winding down his family and says, well, do this for you, do that for you. And then if things go to plan in three years, you'll be playing there and doing this. And Celtic done that, well, they're a contract. It's up to you if you want to sign it. But you're saying like you're similar age group to me, you get me, my man? You'd have grew up playing football in Scotland, right, I would guess, right? So my experience of playing football in Glasgow was... A gang of alkies for the pubs screaming at the side of the pitch, melt him! Well, I might, I'll get his volley that you full force and everybody runs about like a heapless chicken. There is no people have a concept of what a player's built like and what a player looks like. Even when you're a young boy at 10, 11, 12 years old, people look at your size and frame and go, you must be a centre half. They don't let players express themselves, we don't develop players correctly. See, if you just take a wee look at the, what they do in Japan through school, they bring players into, right into their professional setup, right up to J1 League. They bring them up right through, they graduate them through high school, and when they go to college, they'll all play for like the high school team within the setup, and they cultivate the players and train them. That's what we need to do here. We need to start building Scottish football. I think uh, the diminishment of uh, Scottish football started in the 1980s when. The English didn't like it that we were producing players like Kenny Dalglish and that and the Queen Stop No Ball game signs up everywhere and made all the young guys just drink buckfast wine and get mad with it at the weekend and see they playing for teams. Because the quality's clearly here, the players are here. You know what I mean? You don't just go for having producing that, that standard of player and quality of player for the streets, for working part time jobs, to no producing it anywhere, no finding it anywhere. I think the monopoly that Celtic and SFCO have on the youth players of Scotland is brutal as well. Because what they do is they cherry pick all the best players and they walk them into their youth set up and then they never graduate them to the first team. But they never allow them to go and play for any other teams in the league either. They don't loan them out to like Premier League opposition very rarely. What they should be, they, they shouldn't even be allowed to cherry pick their players. Their players should be all forced to sign for every other club in the league that isn't Celtic and Rangers. The only way we should be able to get them is if we purchase them. Once they're 21, we shouldn't be allowed to purchase them until they're 21 or something. 
some sort of cat on us getting players. <laughs> and we need them for Europe, you know what I mean? We need we need to have certain No, you need the homegrown the homegrown real to meet aye. So, so so we've got that reason to purchase them, I would say, mate. You know what I mean? Something like that, something brought in like that that would make it a bit a bit fairer, you know what I mean? And a bit no fairer, but a bit more capital that we bring in going back into the league and improving the overall quality and strength of the league because we're never going to get anywhere playing against 11-man defences every week in the league. We need teams to come out and play against us. No, and that's got to be a thing as well, but it's like you, you talk about bringing young players through, but young players, it's hard to break into the Celtic team. Yeah, yeah. And, I, one, and one of the big things is, I've said this a million times, Paul, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening, yeah. Can you know understand his oh, accent? Sorry, Paul, or? mate, I, I, I love to talk. I don't know if you understand your accent, Kaiser. But it's like, me and Paul have spoke about it, there's just, it's that hard to break in. It's like, if a young player comes in, in on a Saturday, and if they make a bad pass, that's them right away. Oh, he's garbage, what we doing? Our academy's no good enough. Just because a young player made a bad pass, the fans are on their back. And that's, the, that's what Celtic fans need to get used to. If you want to bring on your own players... If you're to bring through your academy players and your youth players, you've got the fans have got to give them a bit of leeway. Because they're not the finished article. If they were a finished article, they wouldn't have been Celtic. They'd be playing first team football elsewhere. Aye, I mean there is I mean even the new, right, really. You look at I mean, let's be realistic, right? The Celtic team they're they're all young, good, really good young players, right? McGregor back different he's a bit old, but the rest of them they're all they're all just starting out their careers maybe. And see if they, they get as good as we think they can be. They'll not be away as much longer. It's like we're saying with Hatati. Hatati's maybe... Hatati will probably be away in the summer for some serious money. But if Abada becomes a player he's going to be, he's not going to be at Celtic. So, so if Yota becomes a player we're going to be expecting him to be, he's not going to be at Celtic. So we're kind of uh, stuck in this kind of middle between where we try to get players that... They're not quite the finished article yet, but we're trying to get them on that right sure. path. For me right now, right, bro, there's a kind of, there's a falsehood surrounding the transfers, right? And especially surrounding the valuation of our players. Because for me, right, Don Mackay came to Celtic and was acting chairman during uh, July and October of 2021. We signed three players within that period who were Scales and... Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers came in on loan, Jota came in on loan, but we signed Scales, Juranovic and Gigi. Now, I think he signed him on some sort of rugby deal with freedom to negotiate when clubs meet a certain valuation because there is no way Juranovic should have left Celtic for the cash that he left, even with people being negative about him, right? People were on a wee negative kick about him and they brought that on himself, in my opinion, by letting his head turned by every club that said hello you know what I mean he was like Beetlejuice mate he was spinning off his off his shoulders every time Atletico Madrid or something was mentioned but I think the value that we lost him for was like a coup I think he could have ended up going for like double what we brought him in for given off the strength of the Don McKay contract that he was offered I think Don McKay got his pants pulled in and that's why he left in silence that's why now both those players are gone and now we'll start getting true valuations of players because players like Hatate, Abada, they've got to be north of 20 million 
in my opinion, I play like a badder playing in the Premiership and coming on as a substitute for a mid-table team. They would be screaming for forty-eight million for him. That, in my opinion, and Hatake, Hatake. But Celtic's not going to get Celtic's not going to get forty-eight million for him. No, 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 mate. Definitely you know what not. I mean? But we can command a good fee and a good uh, long cost. I mean, just but, just because the prices in England are absolutely crazy, when we're not going to get that, but we should be pushing as much as we can. Well, if they've got the money, bro, and we've got the product. We should be pulling their pants down for as much money as we can get, because they're no sharing it. That's for sure. Aye. They're no opening the FA Cup to all teams that are on, or uh, uh, all teams that are in Britain. Not I mean, let's clear them at their own game. They right? open that FA Cup to all of us, then open it to Scottish teams and teams from Northern Ireland and Welsh teams, <coughs> make it the greatest domestic cup competition in the world. They would never do that because they could never bear to see the precious FA Cup sitting in a. A, a wee shiny box at Parkhead, and they know exactly that's where it would go. <laughs> they know we would dominate the world. That's why they would never let us in the Premiership. If they let us two, if they let us two, right, down that road, then what's the need for all the fake versions of us two that they've got everywhere? You know what I mean? We've done it in this country. We've got Edinburgh Celtic and Rangers. You know what I mean? We've got Celtic and Rangers everywhere. We've got Hearts and Hibs. And we've got it everywhere, all over the world, to try and replicate what we've got. That's how it's dementing that the morons let their history die and they're a new formed entity and it's it's the dark day now and it's ever shall be unless we're playing Partick Thistle because then that's the old firm now. More if we the oldest team of the old Glasgow rivalry, you know what I mean? You get any pitch in here, Pablo? What's that? You get any pitch in here? Oh yeah, I went to Clue and last man, I went to Clue what you're talking about, boy. So sorry, Pablo. Guys are saying that final, see like the FA Cup, final open that up, make it like a British Cup. That'll never happen. See, I, yeah. there's, there's that, I, I agree with Posit- you, Paul. Nah. Bro, right, positive state was, they could open that, right, and then you could have a reason to select an Olympic squad. For each nation, you could select a few players, and and it, no no like you're representing Scotland or England, you're representing Great Britain. You could have an Olympic squad drawn for that cup, for participants in that cup. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it would the the TV you're money. Not, that, you're that, fucking bonkers. Paul, what do you think? We're voting it. Kaiser is absolutely fucking bonkers. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could decode what the cunt was saying at behalf of battle. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's talking about how how big Celtic could be, Paul, with English money and being involved in the stuff like that and that kind of sponsorship and league money coming in and stuff. Yeah, well, we would be a top team down if we had us. Do you know what I mean? But I don't ever see it happening. The reason, really the reason they won't let it happen, Mark, is because they know that that's what's going to happen. Because we'll go down there with the second biggest stadium in the league. Do you know what I mean? 60,000 seats of stadium. Aye. They're never going to let a Scottish team win their English Premier League. Do you get me? You know? That, or, and I've said, I've said as well, Paul, I don't want to join, the, I don't want to join into the, the Premier League. As if, Chief, Chief Push came to shove with this Super League. I would rather go with that than go 
begging Cartman to the English Premier League. I would, t- I would rather take a run at the Super League as well. Big Bobby's <laughs> like that. Kaiser's away on tangents here. I'm sorry, my man. I took him to the twilight zone. What the fuck? <laughs> He's just auctions knocking around his bits. <laughs> sorry, bro. But I, I'd go. I'd rather go for the European Super League because that's, it's, well, see if. See if Eng- why not bring English teams up to Scotland to improve your league rather than us get down to England? Because if we get down and join that Premier League, we're improving that. Us and even them, I mean, I don't... I'd, see, see if there's a European Super League, I've said this before, their Rangers' finances, they would struggle to actually be allowed or invited to get into that because they've, yeah, not, yeah. Get, they've not get the kind of... The, the structure, the business setup, and all that kind of thing. Mate, they'd get themselves relegated the first year for the 150 million relegation. Aye, They'd have some sort but, of ploy to come up and down every year like a fucking yo-yo. But see if there's going to be a European Super League. I don't. I really, I really don't see how Rangers could meet any kind of criteria to get in that through their finances. Do you know what I mean? They've been lo- they've lost 120 odd million pound in ten years. I, think I know that I know that's not a lot when you talk about like just shit it's going in Barcelona, but that's still serious money. So but so are they just going to rely right Celtic self self substantiates the new Rangers don't. So would Rangers just be joining this super league to to self to self substantiate? Whereas we wouldn't need that. Do you get what I mean? I think so. I don't think Rangers would actually get into that without hanging on to your coattails and saying, Oh, we're the old firm, if you take them you need to take us. Aye, bingo. I think definitely right. See when I think of a super league, I think see just extracting the cream of the crop and putting it into a league, a structured league, right? Then there needs to be roots into Champions League football and that for that super league. Straight away that needs to happen. But there's no got to be Champions League. I, I, I there's no going then you're sacrificing Champions League and Champions League's no structure that's coming in year after this. You know what I mean? That's that new structure's gonna be electric. That's how I was thinking where along the lines of a domestic cut to enhance, even create one, you know what I mean? If, if they wouldn't be willing to share something like that, create or, or revive an old cut that was a domestic cut, you know what I mean? I'm sure there was plenty of them. And uh, like with, us, with, the, with the Super League, the way, I was, the way I was conceiving that would be like the remaining teams that are here in Scotland, right, would compete to finish top of the league. And by finishing top of the league, they would earn promotion over the lowest placing uh, us two applicants. So if we finished 17th and they finished 23rd, then they would go back to Scotland to try and win the league for a year before coming back up and taking the place of the lowest, like improving the other clubs as well, offering them an avenue to get to that big party rather than just cutting all ties and moving away, you know what I mean? No, like using the national league to qualify for the super league. Aye, exactly, mate. The top, the top two, the top one of the top two, in some sort of playoff with teams that are already, if it's two or three years that go into the super league, I say they take the top four for your league and take them into the super league, and then the next four become the top four, then, don't they? And they'll try to improve quality. They've got the money, the local support, the fans, blah blah blah. Where does that go for them? Did they just finish top of Scotland for the next fucking hundred years and it go anywhere? Or did they win promotion into the Super League through playoff style? There's a lot that could be done with it. It's 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 tantalising. I've, I've said for, I've said for ten years that the Super League's got to harm. 
They never bring all the facts there, my man. They never lay it all out there and go, look, here's the vision. Daniel Sunday's been quite high up and involved yet for, for a long, long time before he even hurt the, the media and everything. And it's going to happen. This European Super League is going to happen. Nobody's going to stop it. Even the English much. teams. The English teams have shut the nest a wee bit now, but the English teams are behind the scenes. They're the ones that are kind of prodding. They're, they're playing Juventus and Real Madrid saying, look at the money we've got that you could have. Look mm-hmm. at this, Lloyd like, Real Madrid. Imagine using the world TV. Aye. And, and, and they're, they're kind of, the, English, the big English teams they know are kind of working behind the scenes and prodding like Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid to come out with the public stuff. But it's the English teams that are pushing this. Oh, aye. Because there's many of them big, big teams that want a big chunk of the pies and there is in Spain or Germany. Do you know what I mean? There's only a couple mm-hmm. of teams there in Spain, Germany, France and stuff that are pushing this. But England's a big one that's pushing it because that's... Me, because they're, they're fed up with... The, the, the promotion and demotion concept here, yeah. I, I just seen that as a viable route where other countries would also buy into it, you know what I mean, my man, and be like, right, uh, uh, these top teams leaving is going to good, affect... Good night, Eddie, mate. Thanks for joining us, Eddie, bud. Well, cheers for being here, Eddie. Everybody's still in the chat. Make sure you're smashing like as well. If I'm going to talk an epic power of shite, you better be smashing like on it. And share it to your pals. I want, I want 19 million people in here listening to my shite. <laughs> <laughs> we take, that, Pab- we, we, we take <laughs> that, Pablo, eh? Yeah, yeah. 19 million Pablo can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Pablo needs to translate, here to translate for the Irish. <laughs> right, anyway, Paul, that's nearly half eight, bud, why you wind it up. Yep. Uh, yes, Kaiser, bud, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Anything mad, thanks for having us. Anytime <laughs> yeah. at all. That was even madder than I thought it was going to be. Mate, this is nothing. See, if I, if I left the cam on and I had my, my wee filters working, I'd have been dancing on top of Lizzie's box and whatnot. Trust <laughs> me, mate, this is the best time I've ever been in my life. <laughs> other, other pods will be tuning in here and be like, right, just tell me to turn this camera off and we'll get them on. <laughs> Uh, cheers, man. Uh, Mark, I'm sure that's all that. Cheers. Cheers, Mark. All oh, right. Thanks very much, Paul. Thanks, Mikey, for coming on. Kaiser, thanks for coming on. Anything. Uh, everybody that tunes in, listens back, thanks very much. If you if you have not subscribed on YouTube, please do hit the like button. If you know how to leave a comment, and all the people that listen to us on Spotify and that, thanks very much for listening back to it. Hail, hail, good night, and God bless. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.